Do you think the 12 year olds really, really wanted you at the, the escape house or whatever? Or did well, they need you to get out? So, so let me just tell you, let me, oh, yes, first of all, they did need me. They spent most of the time communicating with the person who was we in love charge the world of the escape, that has room, escape room, asking if they like certain kinds of music and stuff. And I was like, you guys, we're supposed to be like, me in that room. you need me in that room. <laughs> Who's going to get them out? You, Russell, you, Rosie, <laughs> deep down in parts we don't you talk about at parties super complicated yeah. math formula you need me on that limerick there, there wasn't i can guarantee you there wasn't part of the escape room where they're like hey uh match the k-pop band with their hit singles like that would have been the only thing where they could have hopped in and like done something <laughs> but at the end it will it may not surprise you that at the end of the escape room the kids find the last clue they figure it out Jenny immediately grabs what you need to put in the thing at the end to end the whole thing and pop open the door. She grabs it, sprints over the door, and I go, Jenny, no. And she was just about to win the escape room like on her own at a kid's birthday party. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I know you did it. Good job. You have to let the kids open the room. And she was like, uh, Rob, I'm, I'm surprised you know someone that that's competitive. I've, I've never been around someone that competitive yeah. before. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's not very, familiar to wrestle at all. No, it's very pleasant. He can't relate to that in any way. Listen, what are we doing? Okay, here we go. In 2024, oh, and by the way, those these kids are out having a sleepover right now. And so there's no door. They're just out watching a movie. So if you hear the conjuring in the background with a bunch of kids screaming about something else, I guarantee it's not about the movie. Uh, that's nobody cares about audio fidelity these days in 2024 friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoria the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. And we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own are my own. Oh God, guys, I'm, I'm such a number in such a direction right now. This is rough. <laughs> almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. And you know what? Sometimes though, when you fall into the crevasse, What's the only way out? <laughs> Further down. Keep going. For it. Keep you got to keep going. Keep going. Got to keep going. going. Through hell. Keep Please sit back moving. and enjoy. Becca did it better. And all we are all the way up to album 163. And in 1977, we have an album that is to disco what is what Aaron is to tattoos of women's feet. Uh, this is the... I'm, still keeping I that going that Aaron has a tattoo of a there. foot. This is the Not soundtrack true. to Saturday Night Fever. Fever. You know, I got Saturday Night Fever once from a Friday Night Peloton ride. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it turns around that fast. I didn't know. It was so hard to buy uh, uh, antibiotics in that country. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Kidney transplant, no problem. But antibiotics, that's the tough I was part. talking to some guy at work who was talking. He's like, oh, yeah, I went to Thailand. And I was just like, mm. Mm. sex tourist. I know you're a sex tourist. I'm not going to say yeah. it at work, but I know you are. It's no, it's worse when like a when a woman tells you like, oh yeah, my husband goes to Thailand like three times a year. He loves Asia, and you're just like, mm, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Have you checked everything? Is everything cool yeah. over there? Yeah, I know he loves Asia because I keep seeing him with the, watching that Steven Tyler video where he has like, a kabuki mask. <laughs> <laughs> He's way into that those cultures. Rob, what would be the worst city to ever go to be like a sex tourist? Like Fargo or like Bismarck or where would be like what is the lowest? Sex tourist population. And listen, I don't want to, I don't like to out. I know you asked Rob the question, but I'm going to go ahead and preempt Rob because <laughs> once in a while, that's what happens. Uh, I don't like to um, talk about these things on the podcast, but I have been to a strip club in Fort Pier, South Dakota. So this is <laughs> on the other side of the river from Pier because they closed down earlier in Pier <laughs> than in Fort Pier. 
And that's, for me, I think that's got to be the worst that I've <laughs> you found experienced. It? You I think found that's it. down there. I, I mean, maybe Rob's got a better one, but uh, <laughs> it was questionable. Aaron, now wait a minute. Fort Peter? <laughs> Fort Peter. <laughs> Stupid? Stupid? Fort Peter? <laughs> Guys, we've, we've got to try to have some short episodes tonight, okay? I'm begging you. First of all, isn't it Pierre? Isn't that how not you say the, it? No. No, the people who not, live there call it Pierre. I've been saying Pierre South Dakota my whole life. Me oh, too, no. but the is people it not there French? Call it that's because, Rob, that's because you grew up on a country club, Silver Spoon <laughs> Country Club. <laughs> so you guys all down there do say Pierre. <laughs> Pierre was probably bringing you your Jean morning Pierre? coffee, wasn't he? And your milk. That's your I milk have to admit man. something. I didn't just take tennis lessons. I also took platform <laughs> tennis lessons, which is like what a separate kind of tennis. tennis. It's kind of a tennis court that's like up high. It's actually it was at, just at the country club I was at. Oh, I, no. It does make me sound. Anyway. So you were in a strip club in Fort Pierre. Now, I will say this. You know, Gilbert, where I used to work, like the strip club there, of course, famously was named The Gladiator. This was less of a strip club and more just a bar with one pole in it where like yeah. where it was just a bar that had a pole that like after a certain time of night, a person would come out there and strip. That's like the gladiator. You would go in and the woman working there would just be eating chicken wings next yes. to the pole. Then she'd see you come in and kind of take a napkin. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I was going to say wet wipe. I was going to say wet wipe, but I, I'm not, I don't want to lead out of it. It's like Rob, if the lady at Russell's Super America was taking her bag, her hand out of pistachios and was stripping right behind. <laughs> I had another run in at that gas station the other day. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I got no, stuck I, behind two two people at different lines waiting for scratch offs, like five ten minute waits with people pulling no. and scratching scratch offs at, at the at the checkout. They're like, oh. "Hey, a five dollars of scratch offs." They're like, "No, no, no, the five dollars scratch off." Russell's like, "Oh shit, those are the ones that take forever." They're doing the crossword or whatever. Um, I will say, do you know what the strip club in Eveleth was? No, that was in Gilbert. That was the sister city. But do you know what the strip club in Eveleth was called? What's that? Tunas. And that's not a joke. I'm not making that up. It's literally called Tunas. Okay, guess what? Guess what? Here we go. And I'm doing this on my computer. (laughs) Tunas Strip Club. Eveleth. At least. Okay. So you could go... Tuna's Bar. Thank you. Right here. Tuna's Bar. They don't even have a website. They've got a Foursquare site, whatever that is. (laughs) Well, who's the number one (laughs) check-in? Hold on. They got a a Yelp page. Let's go. Uh Uh-oh, guys. Only two ratings. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're they're averaging two stars. One of them is Rob's. Okay. It's called you, tunas. You, you guys do know that my uncle, I've told you this before, my uncle two Bob Yelp. Strippers. Bob Yelp came up with Yelp. My other uncle, the like the you know, the the bad uncle, Randy Yelp actually came up with the, the star system for strip clubs in small town. Yeah. I was I thought you were gonna say your 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 uh cousin, your uncle Donald Tunas. Who <laughs> <laughs> started Tunas. Anyway, what is the uh, first two stars, is- two strippers? So this is from Trevor Trevor S F from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Actually, Cedar Aaron, Rapids, do you know Cedar- stand up. Do, do you know what Trevor F? I've He's never got met Iowa. Trevor. Now I will say this guy yeah. has an Iowa State Cyclones as a as a profile picture. Okay, as well. not great. Not from great. Cedar Rapids. Two stars, two strippers. The bartender didn't know how to make any drinks. It's beer and something simple like Captain and Coke, and that's it, folks. I felt like I was walking into an old school house. Then I walked into a dirty, dark bar that had women that were topless. Well, what? I mean, what does he expect from a place called Tunas? What is right. going on here? Yeah, there are some people like when they go into a dive bar and they ask for like some drink. 
it's clear the bartender doesn't know it and they keep coming back over the top with it. Like they refuse to just give it and get something easy. Mm-hmm. They can't no. help themselves. No, uh, I will say again that I was out with my father-in-law when he was, he was on a blowjob shot kick where he would order oh. it. I went to multiple what? restaurants where he oh. would order a blowjob shot. Oh yeah. For real? Yes. He enjoyed the taste of blowjobs. So he would order the shots. But wait, aren't those? No, he like, he would say like, can I get a blowjob shot? Yeah. Yeah, and that what like, is that? That's one? like what Kalua. <laughs> do you want one? Do you want one? And I was like, yeah, I do want one. I mean, sure. <laughs> oh no, that's really so many rough. layers. I would, but I'm so always up layers. late doing the podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's the deal. Uh, we're up to album 163. Oh wait, no. Uh, yeah, okay. So let's get in. You know what? Let's turn on the radio. That's what it is. You know, if we're oh, driving through, if we were driving music. through Eveleth, if I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame and I was like, oh man, that was so great seeing the Hockey Hall of Fame, seeing all. All the stuff from Lake Placid. I wish there was the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. The U.S. Go the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Go get a tuna mm-hmm. melt from Tunas, and then you're on your way home. Well, I was going to say, I wish there was a place I could go relax after seeing all those nets and goals. And so where could I go? Ah, here's this place called Tunas. I bet they have a nice sandwich. I'll go in there and sit down. Whoa, 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 huh? <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got here. Record scratch. Yeah, exactly. 1225 in and I came on late and Rob's blaming me for the long episode. <laughs> Annabelle! <laughs> Annabelle! We gotta Annabelle! keep talking over this so this stays <laughs> in there. We gotta keep talking. Meatloaf! Mom! Mom! Meatloaf! Fuck! <laughs> just, I don't know what she's doing, but they're screaming their fucking brains out over there. <laughs> in Evelyn. Just come here, come here. This would be the worst parenting move ever if she's got like friends over and Rob's like, you got to keep it down because I'm doing a podcast like that. No, I don't want her to wake up Jenny. I don't care about the podcast. I don't want her to wake up Jenny. Oh, she's got to deal with it. You know what they were screaming about out there? What's that? Strip clubs at Eveleth. It was so weird. I was like, you better not be starting a competing podcast. That'd be so strange. I don't know how I'm going to edit that out. I'm going to have to edit out be yelling at my kids. So sorry, podcast world. You don't get to hear me be a bad dad. Uh, we, we had we had some really funny things yeah, you can't while you were that, doing that. that, that so you no, the joke of the week was right there. Now you got to right. keep it. You keep All it. right. You should have heard it. So I think to understand this radio, you have to think, you know, all the stuff we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, what is it that would stick in Rob's brain more than anything else? Right? What is it that Rob would just get in his head and spin around and really go to any length to make a parody song about well, there really can only be one thing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. You know, Matt went on a little road trip the other week, and he's finding out things about himself. Oh, yeah. Matt came back from a road trip, said oh, that yeah. he could be Amish, said that he could live that way. He didn't even need the radio to play. Then he turned to all us guys. He said something to our surprise. He was speaking for a long time. He asked us a question that blew our mind. He said, always wanted to ask if y'all had ever seen something beautiful. When I was at a farm, I was blown away. A cow looked at me in the eye. He began to piss. I was so happy that I cried. Finally, Matt loves the moment cows pee. 
when you want to hear about the greatest it's funny. of all time. So good. So, I'll tell you, that song was rolling around in my head while I was both at dinner and at the escape room with a bunch of 13-year-olds. <laughs> I'm like, that loves the moment. That's a really clever one. Oh, here. Right here, man. Just wait. Just wait here. Right here. Beck did it better. I, maybe it's just because I live in, in the city and I've just never been around cows, but have you guys ever seen a cow pee? Of course not. Of course I have. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have to say, I put that at the beginning of the song and it kind of ruined the surprise. So I had to throw it out there at the end. Oh, I so am good. here with three guys on Saturday night and we've got, oh. let me check my temperature. Oh, I'm deathly cold. Oh my God. I'm so worried about it. Uh, and we are going to talk about, I mean, essentially the Bee Gees Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. And I've got no, Russ in Minneapolis. We're going to talk about so much more than that. I got a lot to say. Russ, how are you doing? Rob, I have to know, how deep is your love? Like, is it deep deep enough to shove an entire iPhone 14 Max up in there? Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm trying to, I'm just praying nobody knows. I'm praying. I actually got a couple texts about last week's episode. It's never happened before. I had some questions. Some people were asking me about the grapefruit video. Okay, so that's the kind of sickos. These sickos that listen, they love that shit. All right. I've got, uh, I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, good, Rob. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, here in your arms, I found my paradise. Oh, 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 to be oh. here. <laughs> well, hey, here's a dice. You can have, now you have three, not just a pair. Uh, hey. Now, here's a die, I should have said. Okay, I'm going to correct myself. What am I, German? Die, die. Uh, now, that means the die in Germany. I don't understand. Uh, so, no. Well, you wouldn't because you don't understand German, mein Frauen. Uh, and I've Once got again. Aaron, who apparently said it's not just the Bee Gees. Apparently, he's a big... Walter Murphy fan. Uh, I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, Aaron was just telling me about his favorite bias that he just heard about. It's recency bias. (laughs) 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 Not like when you're against a hotel, that's the regency bias. Uh, Aaron in California, how are you doing, Aaron? Aaron loves that joke. Those are good jokes. (laughs) Those are actual good jokes. I, mean, I can't compete like with that. Your voice is joke. so high, Rosie. I mean, those, like those were good jokes. Uh, I don't know. There's some line about the women warm. Let's talk about the Bee Gees and Saturday Night Fever and all of the reasons why this is problematic, that this is black queer music, and why does a white band from Australia have the first five tracks uh, on a soundtrack to a movie that is wildly racist and homophobic and misogynist that I couldn't even get through because why isn't this thing canceled yet? Let's talk about Saturday Night Fever. I was going to talk more about my Calpis song, but Aaron kind of took the wind out of my sail on that one. Uh, you know what? Let's take that and go right into the voicemail. Every week, Aaron reminds me why I waste my Friday and Saturday night shit listeners. Oh, and I had somebody text me, why would you make fun of Diane Feinstein? We weren't making fun of My response was, it would have been funnier if I had Echo on it. I forgot to put the Echo on it. Maybe you should apologize for Uh, What song do you think you are in the top 1% of listeners of? Not what song have you personally listened to most. More like what song do you think you've listened to the most that not many other people have listened to more than you? No, I think so. I I think that this may have been Little Rosie who texted this because I've talked to him about this. uh, And I know that for him, it's the song Sydney by Brent Dennis. We've had this discussion. For me, it's either... Uh, Go West, King of Wishful Thinking, which or we already talked about last week, or Al Green's cover of, yeah, 
exactly, Russell. Or yeah, Aaron, Aaron's definitely listened to Pretty Woman soundtrack song way more than other so people. Many. Out there. Yeah, that's the thing. It can't wait, be that. Wait, 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 wait. Go sound. west. You're the king of wishful thinking, and then you just want to pass it like it's nothing. You've well, listened I mean, to this you, song more so than much. any other, so more than anybody else. You think? Yeah, I, I more than ninety nine playlists all the time. I love this song. But yeah, but I but it probably doesn't count because it's on the Pretty Woman soundtrack. So like plenty of people have heard this. No right? no no. But but uh, Aaron, I've listened to this song maybe twice. Oh, this song rules. Oh, no. So you I think you've listened to, listen to more plays? You think you've had more plays of this song than ninety nine percent of the population? Possibly. Yeah. I put it on every playlist I make. I would say I'm in probably the five to ten thousand range of this. We used to listen to this soundtrack all the time in the car. Yeah. What? I mean, rules. Uh, no, guys, this video, by the way, I like when it gets really high. Hold on, right here. Yes. This video is so weird. This video is so much ballet. Oh, oh pretty woman to knock off. Oh, guys, knock there's off. a pretty a woman to knock off. This is going on the Instagram, okay? Last week, we had, we had some Kevin Costner. Now, last week, I put some cock locks on the Instagram. I did some not tag it. I did not take a cocklocks hashtag cock. So I was like, I do not want those interactions on our page. I don't want Russell mad at me. I know he's going to be mad at me if I do it. But this is, I'm putting up a picture right now on Instagram of the wishful thinking video. That is a pretty woman knockoff. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Russell, what were we talking about there? Oh, Aaron, what, what was the other song? Uh, Al Green's cover of I Want to Hold Your Hand. You know what, guys? Am I surprised that these are both songs I we never would have picked in a million years? Like Aaron's 1% Shut songs. Up, weren't you ready for some crazy shit? I should have asked him last. Shouldn't, shouldn't that be everyone's song? Isn't that kind of the question? Yeah, like, it should be off the wall, right? <laughs> that's the whole point of the question, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, but Russell, who's got more off the wall stuff? Me or Aaron? Just think about it. I'm Probably you. surprised Aaron's are this mainstream. I'm right. These aren't that I'm weird. Shocked they're this mainstream. Like he has to be the top 1% of... Uh, Whatever, give me back my dog or whatever that song was from episode yeah. three. That's a good song. I like this. Oh, it's real reverent. Now, Matt, what would you say? What's your top one percent? You know, like I listen to Cherub Rock by uh, Smashing Pumpkins every morning. So I, you know, I I don't what? think I'm in the top one hundred percent of hold up anything. This is like Wait a ritual. A yeah, yeah I need to minute. know more about yeah, every, just, same song every beginning morning. Beginning of the day, just, just right here, the drums get you going. I mean, that's so cool. You, Matt, Matt, can I just tell you? Yeah. You are definitely in the 1% of people that listen to this song. If you listen to it if you once every a day, day I mean, old is hell, every day, no, but it's it's very often <laughs> kind of a thing. So. Here it comes, ready? Yep. Gets you going for the day. Man, don't get confused. You got to go to yes. bed soon. You're not waking up. You know, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe this yeah. one. I read it wrong. I I thought that it was like, what are you? What are your one percent songs? And the texture said, but still, ahead. it's what if you listen to more than other people? And like, if you listen yeah, to this every I mean, day, like you still I have, there. I have listened to Ophelia by the Lumineers. Mm. I mean, that's a very popular song. Yeah, I have listened to that. It's a good one. So many times, it's you know, I don't know. I, I love tongue. that song. I gotta say, I gotta say, I might be with you on that one. But it's again, yeah, people probably listen to it over and over. You know right. what I mean? The yeah. now, now, Matt, can you just explain to me what is your ritual to listen to Cherub Rock? Is it like well, you're getting in the, in the morning, car? You're so, so, no, when I when I get to work, I just put on music right away. Okay, give me know? details. So like first, I, first, you wake up. Who's in the bed with you? What are they wearing? 
Yeah, a little dog. And then way over in the other side <laughs> is Russell. What's that? Right. As I'm falling off the side of my bed because yeah. somebody won't let me have my own share of the bed. No, that's fine. That's normal. This, we can't do this bed conversation anymore. I'm running out of I'm running oh, out of edges oh. over on my side. Oh. You're not gonna like the next week's song then. <laughs> so Matt, what do you do? You get up and you make what do you make coffee? Put put down. Uh, no, I get up Jared and I, I uh, I've got everything set out for, for the from the night before so that I can yeah. just get up. Put on my workout clothes, go to the gym. Oh my God, you're one of those yoga, guys. You know? Yeah. And then then I go to work. And so then when I get to work, I usually sit down and turn the computer on and I just put on some music in the background. And usually the first song is Chera Brock. Wow. So Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. That's a that's I love that. Uh, yeah. Russell, what about you? What's your what are you the top one percent listener of Songwise? You know, this is tough. The, the things that I would say over the last 25 years or so that I've listened to the most would definitely be Johnny Cash or Metallica. So the two that would jump out is everyone knows Enter Sandman. Everyone knows a lot of them would be either Creeping Death by Metallica. Oh, I don't or, even know that one. That was the first dance of my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I was going to sing it at your wedding and then I couldn't really couldn't find a guitarist to do it with me. I would say this is one of my favorite Metallica songs that's that's not as mainstream as some of the other ones. Like Metallica fans yeah. know it, but if you're not a Metallica fan, this isn't one that just pops up at the gym all the time, right? It's a good one. The other one I was yes. going to say, and I think so we talked fast. about this before, is yes. I have definitely listened to Brown Eyed Handsome Man by Johnny Cash oh. thousands of times. That is a great song. Which is crazy. Like, was that on the greatest hits, or how did you even it's, come across that? It's one? on one of the American, it's on one of the later American. Ah, ones, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. That is, that's, that is a, that's one of my great regrets. I got rid of that CD box set. What the fuck was I thinking? You, you know what, Aaron? I downloaded it all to my Plex. If you yeah, want to listen, because I, I was like, right? I was going through this, getting ready for the next week, and I was like, I gotta download all these American albums again. They're so good. Wait, is Neil Young playing guitar in this? Who's playing guitar? Uh, no, it's not Neil Young. We don't say, but you know who composed the song, Russell? You know who wrote it? Carl Perkins. No. I'll give you a hint. He's got a mediocre 28 out there. Oh, I can think of 28 songs I'd like to listen to from this guy. He's got the new thing, right? This is Johnny B. This is a Chuck Berry song, of course. And you know what's weird, Russell? Is that when he was singing about a brown-eyed man, it was a totally different... It was a, it was a woman... Involved a woman in a glass coffee table, but I can't go into any more details. Than <laughs> the that. other, the oh, other one I was going to no. point out is I, I God. really get into songs like for like a short period of time where I'll listen to it like five hundred times. Yeah, me too. In like a week, and so I wanted to share the one I've got into recently. I've been rewatching the show Silicon Valley, and this show, the song popped up. I Shazammed mm-hmm. it. I think Shazam might be the greatest app ever, where it's going to tell you that song immediately. The song is John Popper Sham Pipple. Popper. Oh, wow. So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've never heard of this song. Okay, now wait a minute. This isn't Blues Traveler. This is just John Popper. I think it's John Popper. Solo and John Popper. John Popper and the Dust Great Troubadours. Check this song Sham out. It, it's just it's just a catchy tune. It, I shazammed it and I can't stop listening to it. Let's drink some champion, baby, because it's almost free. Oh, is this a live version, Russell? Is this what you want? You can just you look for it a little bit. Get the engagements going a little bit. Around. We 
I like it. It's a good song. I don't think John Popper recorded any bad songs, sadly. Like, I think he's probably canceled or whatever, but everything he does is catchy, right? Is he canceled? Why is he canceled? Too many harmonicas? I don't know. Like, maybe the, we, don't need to, the, we don't need to go do with it. Maybe it's fine. All of his songs are catchy, I feel. Like, Blues Traveler, I'd listen to that any day of the week. For sure. Check it out. So we're, so we're, so we're supposed to Google John Popper. He did I don't want it. What if he is? And this is going to bum Russell out. I can't do this to Russell. No, don't, don't, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably I wrong. I think don't he got arrested like, for illegal firearms or something like that. Oh, don't, don't, John don't Popper. Harsh anybody, don't harsh anybody's mellow. It's probably just like run of the mill. John Popper. You know? Okay, we're going right. We'll do what I love to do with some parents of my kids at school. Go right to the Wikipedia article. Always scroll down to the bottom of Wikipedia. I go right to controversy. He's a weapons collector. Okay. Hey. Um, okay. Normal. I'm not going to lie. Normal fat white guy stuff, right? A fat <laughs> white guy is collecting like swords and shit. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Oh. oh, you got a snake? I bet you do. You know what I mean? Like the biggest big whoop. <laughs> you wear a hat like that, you probably got a snake. Uh, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you order brass knuckles on eBay? Okay. Now, Aaron, I, Aaron might be right. In 2003, Popper was arrested for possession of marijuana. Who would? Oh, jeez. Oh, yep. What Canceled the hell? Canceled. The vehicle also had a stash of hidden compartments, which contained four rifles, nine handguns, a switchblade, a taser, a set of brass knuckles, and night vision goggles. Hey, who doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, I'm that is normal weird. stuff. Getting a little weird. Yeah, I am the- I am on a road trip through uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. I need that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that is, I think that's it. I don't think he's canceled, Aaron, See? so. You're okay, right. great. So, everything's fine. Yeah, check it out. Everything's fine. fine. It's fine. I'm going to say this. I, it is a, It is one of the, it's not the most popular They Might Be Giants song, but I, my, this is my favorite. I listen to it every time it comes on. Like, if I was on my deathbed and this is the last thing I heard, perfect. Ooh, it's like just it. so, and I they play it all in one of horns. They do play it all the time in concerts, so I know it's one of their, and they play it forward. I was more used to that. But I can just get this thing in here. The tough thing with this one is you probably are because there's only so many, uh, you know, diehard They Might Be Giants fans, but there's got to be other They Might Be Giants fans that beat you on this type of song, right, Rob? I think so for sure. I mean, I, yeah. I let this play every time it comes up, but I don't know. I, I, You know what I never do? I never sit down and pick a song to be played. I, I, I don't think I've done that in five years. Oh, well, I do. All I, I do. I'm with I'm with I'm the opposite. I'm with Russell on this. Yeah. I get fixated on a song or two and no. play it to death. I'm just <laughs> driving into the ground. I'm a shuffle guy. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons this actually this podcast is tough for me to sit down and just listen to an album over and over. I really don't even know how to do it. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? I, it's, yeah, it's, I almost it, always pick albums. Like I'll pick an album and then put the album on, and then put the next album on. See, I, I also think, went on my Spotify today, and if you go on your Spotify, you can only do it on your desktop on your computer. But if you log in, you can see your most played songs of the month. And Matt, you will appreciate this. Mine was "Hunger Strike" by Temple of the Dog, oh, the most played nice. song over the last month. Nice. Wow, it's a good one. All right, that is enough. Let's get to rolling, going. It's, 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 it's. So it turns out Russell had the weirdest 1% song. The Sham Pimple, yeah. Russell. Mine was That's so off. Mine was very mainstream. Yeah. Oh, well. Sham Pimple was the first song at my wedding, so a lot of people don't realize that. Because <laughs> uh, you went straight uh, Aaron, into the Sham Nipple. Aaron. Aaron. Okay, listen. 
<laughs> Come on, who wasn't thinking of nipple when it's called sham pipple? I mean, we didn't all wait till after marriage to look at nipples, okay? <laughs> With this ring. Uh, all right. We'll allow you to take off your bra in the same room yeah. as me. And it's like, oh, you just got the real big ones. Let's get that in out, but this is funny. Like if they had just nasty ones, you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I guess the heathens had the right idea here. And we're all thinking different things when I said big ones. That's the great oh, part of it. Is we're all thinking about geez. different parts being bigger, whatever a thing is. Okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. Okay. Uh, Matt, Aaron, how's it going with you? I mean, this is what you wanted to talk about. We, this is your rolling going, you sicko. It's going great. It's going absolutely great. I've had quite a uh, busy day today of uh, drinking beer mostly and uh, <laughs> running around town. Uh, went down to the Brooklyn Basin and had some uh, lumpia and some garlic rice with some shrimp skewers at the lumpia company. That was nice. And then uh, went over to a, a friend's place for a barbecue. And then you know how that goes. So anyway, I'm happy to be here talking to you guys, but I have been thinking about, what are we drinking uh, at the barbecue, Aaron? Just beers, just beers. To, well, um, so here's the thing. The, the yeah. guy hosting the barbecue used to own a bar. He just sold it. So oh. uh, he's got a secret, like he's got like a little secret hideaway room in the basement, which yep. Uh, when he sold the bar, not only did he bring a bunch of liquor with him, just like Is fucking it called like, the tuna, the tuna room. It's called the tuna room. Yeah, the we were tuna, down the room tuna room sounds grosser. I mean, he's very got echoey like, in the, very echoey in there. Oh, yeah, like yeah, bad. you can hold up and you hold up your I love iPhone it here. fourteen. Everyone to hear it. Like, why is everyone saying twice down here? <laughs> I don't get it. So I had to have a couple of reposados down there because he's got some good stuff. But he's got I mean, he's got Weller Twelve. He's got Tequila Ocho. He's got uh, a couple of Van Winkles down there. There's some oh, really? some Mijenta reposado, like beautiful stuff. And he also has got a little uh, which which he took from the bar a little Nintendo box that has multiple games on it. So not only so we went to this we went to the Lumpia place. So Lumpia are like Filipino like egg roll style things. Went to the Lumpia place for lunch. They had. Fully free arcade games. So they had oh, uh, Star Wars, the, Simpsons? The, the Atari oh. Star Wars, The Simpsons. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Simpsons was not that much fun. No, did you, uh, it's terrible. Did, did you have to? Did you have to buy a beer to play the? Uh, the I pinball? don't think so. I, I they weren't really policing it that way. Now they so I you mean, could just walk in and play. I'm pretty sure they weren't keeping track. Oh. Of it. It's like a newish place, so they're kind of just like, oh, people are here. It's nice. Uh, WWF. No Street Fighter 2, but Street Fighter 2 in have you guys played this one? Street Fighter 2 inside a WWF style ring? Like Street Fighter 2, but you can throw people off the ropes? That's no, nobody's I've ever never played seen that. this thing before. That's a right? That's never seen it before. It Aaron, like a you dream this. I'm telling you, this happened. And then yes, Ninja Turtles, which and it was all free. So you can just keep playing back in. So Wallace right. and I beat Ninja Turtles. We got to all oh. the way to the end, beat Ninja Turtles. That's that's crazy. You yeah. made it all. You defeated the foot. That must have been mm. tough for you. How about Rocksteady and Bebop? Did you, did Rocksteady and Bebop? Yep, they were in there. Them? But uh, the final. But I don't know. It's like it's like when you beat it, then it was like a to be continued type of screen. So it was like is, oh, Shredder uh, got away and kind it, of a thing. I was gonna say, is Shredder the final one or is Crane in his little body? It was Shredder. He, we beat Crane. Yeah, we beat Crane. Crane was like Crane before Shredder. Shredder. Okay, Shredder wasn't that tough. Shredder had a bunch of like little mini Shredders, like a like a Shredder. Mini you know, knees all around. Listen, we all know what shredded in the arcade game. Listen, you should have ended him like they did in the movie. 
where they simply put him in the back of a garbage truck and crushed him to death. It is, it is, Casey Jones does it like it's no big deal that he just sentenced a man to death in the garbage truck. It's disgusting. In a pretty probably okay. anguishing way, right? Like that, oh. that's not over in like no. a second or two. That's got to take at least 15 seconds. It's slow. And then when you're done, guess what? You're in garbage. Your corpse yes. is in garbage. The worst yeah, place you could be when you're dead. You're garbageified. Or That's people bad. that that don't recycle properly. You're next to like aluminum and stuff that should have been in the recycling, and it's with you. That's the worst. This is glass number two. This could be recycled <laughs> unless, unless Russell, there's so much cardboard, you know, that it's actually mm. kind of like a cushion, so you don't get crushed mm. to death because they put all their cardboard in the garbage. Yeah. Oh, somebody threw recycling. away all these Wait, packing peanuts. Like the I'm fine. Kind of good recycling, but I had these moments where like these old school arcade games are hard, right? And you like, I got so mad. Like That's I'd be in there. Said. It's like in the yeah. boss fight. And I'm like, why? No, like, why can this boss move so much faster than Raphael? Right? Like, I know, right. like, I know I got, I know I got it. I know I was sticking and moving. I absolutely know I got in there and I hit him and I got back out and I'm still getting hit. I got so mad. And then I had these moments where I was like, okay, I'm the adult here. Like I can't swear at the arcade game in front of my son. As much as I wanted to. Hey, Rob, if you if the four of us were the four Ninja Turtles, which one of us would be which Ninja Turtle? Oh, I'd be Michelangelo, of course. You think? But so? I would also kind of be Leonardo because I'm the leader. leader. Yeah. yeah, you got to pick one or the other. Which one's cool but rude? Uh, cool but rude, of course. Oh yeah, Matt is cool but rude. I I would say I'm. <laughs> Does that make me? What's you know the what? One? Is that Raphael? I think it's, yeah. that's pretty I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty obvious to me. I'm Leonardo. Okay. Oh. The lamest, the lamest of the turtles. I think, I think Russell has to be Michelangelo. He I has to be. He's a party guy. I mean, who's more yeah. of a party guy of the three? It's Russell. Russell's the party okay. dude. Yeah, no question. Uh, and I eat a lot of pizza. And I gotta say, I oh, is Matt a Raphael or a Donatello? That's a tough one right there. That's really tough. I gotta say, I think, I think Aaron's a, I think Aaron's a Raphael. I think Matt's a Donatello. I like that. I like those decisions I've made. Feels good. Let's move on. How's it rolling going with Matt? Uh, good. Uh, we're forty. Well, I got forty minutes in, so we're 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 cooking along. I'm trying to here. move this, this through, good. man. I'm trying to move along. Um, hung out with some listeners tonight, so oh. we need to say hi to Aaron from Minneapolis. She said, uh, "Say hi to all my best friends." Now, so Aaron they, considers you guys her best friend. Good. Did then? Well, thank you so much. And you know what? We're here for you. And every night, we're right in your ear holes, and we're getting we're getting real deep in those ear holes too. <laughs> uh, now let me ask you, man. At any point, did you did they bring up cocklocks? Oh, no. Did they want to converse oh, with you about cocklocks? No, they all? did not talk about that. Oh. They did talk about the line. What, what was the joke about? Not a circle jerk, but a line jerk or something. Line segment else, jerk. Line segment a, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it is that. I, that did make me laugh when I re-listened that episode. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, talked about a lot of line segment jerking. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and then we've got some new listeners, Ben from Minneapolis. And oh, I don't know if ben. Megan from Minneapolis listens, but Ben, Uh-oh. he get, he told me something and I never, I, I, I have to admit, but this made me smile. I never thought I'd hear this, but what's that? Ben said, Russell inspired us. We went to, wow. God, what did he see? Something in the dark the, with the candles. The, oh, he saw, oh, he saw a fever up show with, uh, he maybe <laughs> saw, maybe he saw there was Amy Winehouse one, what, in the dark or something like that, right? Was there music by, was there like some 
Mozart in the Dark. Or There's been there was a Beethoven I think recently. There, there's a lot Beethoven. of that stuff. Something by the candles. But Russell, I just want you to know that somebody is listening to you awesome. and taking your recommendations. And did they enjoy it? Yeah, they said they enjoyed it. So that that Inspiring. was that was it. Yeah, I was thought wonderful. that was very- I, you know I actually found a recording of that they're listening to the piano song they're listening to next to the candles. That's, this is nice. That was it. I can see this is romantic. Yeah. He's the home, the home man. man. That was worth it. That's awesome. Well, that you know what it is funny to to get new listeners and just think that they like come in halfway and like they're like, well, I guess I got to listen to some. Like, are they listening to old episodes or are they just saying they're listener to be played? I, you know, I it, it was I did not ask. I was yeah. I don't think you wanted to ask. No, I'd yeah. rather just not ask. No, well, that's my rolling going, Rob. Rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, listen. First of all, I have to do something real quick, and I hate to do this. You guys know I hate this. Now an apology Are from Beck. I have to do. No. I'd like to take this chance to apologize. I have to apologize, Aaron. We're not thanking you enough. Beck does Ooh, Russell, you're right out of that today. Your internet connection is fast down in the basement now. So listen, uh, the apology of the week. What was the apology? Oh, I know what the apology week was. I realized we talked all last week. Okay, I got to look around over my shoulder for this birthday party. About those cock cages, right? We oh. talked all about them, and then we looked them up online, and we found the one that had the remote control zapper. And I totally forgot, and I will that you actually ordered it, and you tried it, and you are now the I, spokesperson. I was half thinking about getting one for each of us and sending it out. I was like, this would be a funny thing. This would be so funny if this showed up in the mail. But the problem is, my kids get and open all the packages, so I'm like, I don't know how to get this without and be like, oh, it's a joke for the podcast. You know what I mean? Like that's. I'm just. I'm just gonna say this. Don't think about your parents getting a cock cage in the mail and you open it up by accident because it would mess you up. Just imagining that happening. What if? What if? Uh, what if it were when we're in Vegas? Uh, hotel to be determined. No. Yeah. No, January nineteenth through the twenty second. Magic Mike. We will let you know the truth this time. What if? What we if Magic Mike sent four cock cages and that's what it was? <laughs> I mean, How that's it. He's already going to do it. It's going to happen How for sure. <laughs> Like that's it. That's an open invitation. And listen, but that's something is. that Magic Mike would do. I think he would. He gets the bit. You put him in the dishwasher on sandy rinse. That's good enough for me. Okay, oh. send him over. <laughs> that sick fuck would probably keep one of the keys though. Oh, <laughs> that would be the worst. Please, please, Magic Mike, unlock me. I made a mistake. Anyway, I forgot that I had this sound effect when we were looking at the electric cock cage. I have oh. a zapping sound effect on my board, and I never played it. Okay, we got to re-record the episode. When I was editing it, I was so tempted to just put this in. Let's do it over. I mean, Start again. It would be such a bad place to get shocked. It would be the absolute worst. Uh, so that's my apology of the week. Number two, okay, on my list, which is number one, because I forgot about the apology. The other day, we got pictures. Okay, this is a uh, actually... This is an investigation. A Beck did a better investigation. Okay, so put on your Sherlock Holmes hats. All right, the hats where it's a baseball cap, but it also goes the other way. What Rob, the shit? That's number two. Let's just not do that. So my question is this: <laughs> Don't read my notes, please. <laughs> my it's question is this: Okay, Russell sent us pictures of his date and said, "Oh," and then wrote afterwards, "Matt, what exactly did he write?" He wrote, "Oops, I sent this to the wrong person." Okay, something, Russell. Something along that line. Yeah. Russell. What's going on? How are who are you sending pictures to that are you're sending to us by accident and it's supposed to be for somebody else? What's going on there? 
Well, don't you guys like ever, do you ever take a picture of your spouse or your date or the person you're out with and then they want the picture so they can send it out or they can have the picture of themselves at an event? So you sent a picture meant for your upstairs tenant to us. By accident, yes. Because I was we're, texting we're you guys. We're so lucky. During we're the so lucky. I mean, that, seems just like, a I mean, that feels like date. badge of honor, right? Like we're that, like that's where we are in the recent texts for Russell, right? Like that's are we? We're in the you know, I've got that. It means we I made got the that fancy thing. Yeah, are, are we right next to your upstairs roommate? Or like, is our text chain? Because if it's if it's, the, if it's the twins or the the movie theater guys, I don't want to know. Because I got you no. guys, I got you guys pinned in the top left for me. But I don't want to know where we we're pinned. You yeah. have our text chain pinned? pinned? Yeah. That's wild. Us right? on the podcast, you have us pinned? Yes. <gasps> here's here's Aaron, mine. I got, that warms my I got heart. my wife's first. <laughs> I got five of them pinned. I got I my didn't wife. Know you could like, pin what? Anything. I just have, you guys have five text chains pinned. What the fuck? I've got is going my Wordle text chain, yep. which three of the four of us are on. Yep. <laughs> the Wordle text <laughs> chain. I got my mom. I got the big text chain. There's 14 people on that one after yep. we had to reshuffle because <laughs> somebody's shake very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, a little. Oh, and then I've got oh, thanks, the, the podcast. <laughs> then I got the podcast. You have five. I got for Love it. Guys, I don't, should I be pinning my wife? Is this what I'm learning? I mean, I'm not pinning my wife. Wow, sure. Rob, what if you guys knew someone and they have text chains, but they don't have them labeled and they can't see the names? All it says is mass text. And they have all oh. these texts with numerous people and all it says is mass text. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a nightmare. <laughs> That's just a, a lifetime of just like never knowing who you're talking to. Oh man, <laughs> I I cannot imagine because I cannot name my text. I don't know how you guys do that. I can't name any. I've got one that's called Wordle Team. That's it. That's the only yeah. one that I have named. <laughs> I would love to be able to name the other ones because I get confused because there's like slight variations in like who's paid me money that week or Rose's whatever. wife at gmail.com named that one. She figured that out for us. Yeah, she. Oh my it god, up. so smart. Um, so Russell, second of all, okay, I got karaoke club news. All right, okay. karaoke club news. This is a big karaoke club news. <laughs> All right. We had signups. We had club signups. All right. Oh, yeah. What, what did you have last year? Now, what last, year, last year, I had two kids. Oh, no. Okay. So every day it was me and two kids doing karaoke. <laughs> I mean, if it was just you and one, they, they would probably like legally have to shut that down, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Islands in the street. That feels like a that New, is New York Times we, uh, article. Where it, was like they, it started in 2022 with the karaoke club that had listen, one, one kid in it. If a tree falls in a forest and nobody hears no. it, does it really happen? If you are doing a karaoke duet with you and the only kid who came to karaoke club that day, is oh, it really a karaoke club? Islands in the stream. Islands in the stream. You guys know who wrote that song? Islands in the uh, stream. Dolly Parton, right? right? Dolly Parton. Yep. Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton. Bee Gees. The Bee Gees wrote that song? They wrote that song? I think no. They wrote a lot of songs, man. They wrote. Are a lot you of serious? <laughs> Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> the Bee Gees. Them fucking guys. We'll get to the talk to them. Hey, if you want to hear about the Bee Gees, take that little thing and go about an hour and a half forward. Okay, we'll just be starting to talk about the Bee Gees. It's a song written by the Bee Gees. Wow. I got, wow. I got some shit coming up here that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> so they wrote Islands in the Stream. Really? Did they sing it ever? Well, probably Only we had a machine sure to like ask. Sure, they sang it while they were writing it. Right. You know what's really sick is I'm by far, I know I'm the worst typer on this stream. Like, I know you guys can outtype me like crazy. And I have to type all this shit, and it's so hard for me. And you know why that's it's so hard, said. Russell? Do you know why it's hard for me to type? I don't the stream. 
I'm only a left. You drink a lot of Gatorades. I'm only a left shifter. I'm only a left shifter. You guys know that I never write shift on a keyboard ever. That's ever. I'll never do it. So confused. I'll never write shift. My right shift. I think I'm. I think I'm an only a left shifter. Yes, man. Left shifters unite. Okay. All these sickos. Yeah. Because if I go cap. Yeah. Yeah. If you go. If I go capital Q, I'm going to pinky on the shift. Ring finger on the cue, folks. Oh, no. All right. I can. I just have you ever looked at? I can see oh. my keyboard right now. I can see the keys that I hit a lot. Like where I'm a. It looks like I'm only a right hand space yeah. bar person too. Oh, my keys God. that are really my keys are worn. They're kind of worn out. It's H O T S E X period C O M. Huh. That's so weird. <laughs> a spelling joke. Okay. For, on a on an album by the BGS. Spelling? I mean, this is coming together. Hi, yo. Deep, deep cuts. Let's go. Baby, when I met you, there was peace. Oh, this is, wait, this is before they went falsetto. What? Or, but no, this is much later. 2001. Yeah, they wrote some kind of like They wrote back the other people. They performed way after, I think. Right. Wow. We don't, we don't have was, to I don't do think it was guys. a cover. I think they wrote it for part in it. Wow. We, we, really, we really don't have to play This version this. sucks my balls big time. Oh. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. It's bad. Uh, now, listen. Okay, so Karaoke Club now has 30 kids signed up. What? This year, oh, I've got 30. That's almost too many. It is. I know. I'm going to have to set up some sort of system where they can sign up for songs. Nobody's going to get to sing a whole song. It's a disaster. Karaoke Club is now a disaster <laughs> the other way. Okay, yeah. this is, I can't manage 30 kids doing karaoke. I could manage two, maybe three. That was it. 30 is way too many. Oh my God, disaster. Can you imagine what 30 middle school kids are going to pick there, to sing? Are there any songs that are off limits, Rob, or no? Yeah, of course. Any, I got to check the lyrics of every song because they'll try to put in these songs. With, of course. Are, are you kidding me? I don't you know. don't think that if you were in a middle school karaoke club, you wouldn't try to pick a song that has like the word come in it over and over and over? Here's what I really, <laughs> here's what I have to know. And I, I think I know the that? answer. Knowing that you have 30 kids and they're going to each have to wait like three weeks to sing, are you still going to sing every week? Oh, yeah. I'm the opener. Yes. <laughs> and you know what my op- You guys know, and, th- and I'm serious about this. You know what my opening song is almost every week? Calling Me Bad Out of Hell or okay. something, right? Oh, no. It's like the most, uh, the, you couldn't pick a more annoying song to have as an opener. I don't sing the whole song because it is seven and a half minutes long. Sing the shit out of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. But the problem is, if you notice here, it doesn't start so fast. Right? So, Rob, when, when other kids are singing, are you in, pumping yeah. up the back vocals when they're not good, or how do you do it? Yeah, I'll sing along sometimes if they need help. Okay, don't look at me like that. It's, I'm helping as a teacher. It's not because I want to be the singer. Okay? But yeah, I'm sitting there adjusting the levels, but I can't. The cord I have is only so long, so I have to sit right in front of the speakers. So by the end, my head is blown out because I've been sitting here trying to get the levels right for just me and two other kids. Nobody else cares. It's a waste. It's so stupid. Rob, you're going to be 50 seconds into your first karaoke club meeting this week, and you're going to be from 30 people to 15 after the beginning of this song. Uh, Then they're missing out because this fucking rocks. In their mass. Oh, I missed it. Okay, guys, let's start it over. Let's go start it over. Okay, let's start it over. I'm gonna hit it this time. Sure. That was a good bit, but it was worth it. Okay. Now, Russell, before I say this, I want to let you know my editing machine is broken for the podcast. Okay, so let's be cool. Yeah.
I give you permission, Russell, that when you get engaged, you can tell us first on the podcast. You do not have to tell us in person first. It is normal thing to tell us first. Now, in thinking about this, as much as I've thought about it, I'm just going to say this. This is going to cause some issues. Okay. So I have to keep it quiet for because the thing is somewhere between four to six weeks. She cannot tell anyone until you record a podcast. So that's going to have to be an initial, I don't want to say non-disclosure. I'm sure there's some other term for it, but you got to let her know. Like just a before, whatever it is. Don't don't tell your preamble. Don't tell your friends and family. Don't put it on Instagram. I got to tell the guys on the podcast. It's going to make for a great episode. Cannot be Facebook official. Now let's look to see what episode would you want everyone in your life to look back at and say, this is the one where I found out my whatever is getting married. Uh, I think Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Maybe OT for the Tillerman. That's good. License to Ill. That'd be a good one. I'd take License to Ill for sure. Russell, the other option is this. Okay. Ooh, Unknown Pleasures. Joy Division. <laughs> Life I don't actually, I don't, know, I don't know the album, but I mean, Unknown Pleasures. It's a great, great The title. B-52s. I got married. Um, here's the thing. You could oh, also God. Russell. You got to do forever changes. Shit. You also could do, and here's what I'm thinking. You could propose. You could get the ring. I love Shaq, baby. <laughs> you could tell us that, hey guys, just to let you know, I'm going to propose tomorrow. She wouldn't know because I wouldn't release the episode early. And then we could kind of have a follow up. I mean, I'm thinking of some parody songs in my head. Russell, what's what? What do you think of all this? Rolling going. Things are going well with me. <laughs> Ah, love it so i i've started really getting into my record area of my room i've got two new chairs i've got masterful masterful what's that called an ottoman where you put your feet on the the thing is that what that's called can be a poof mine what's that called does it have legs does it have legs it has it has legs and it rocks with with my rocking chair man it rocks with it rocks with the chair back and forth Wow. Nice. Oh, so I nice. love. Yeah. I now love sitting in my record area, and I have. Have you so started cool. smoking cigars yet? Are you smoking cigars while yeah. you listen to your? Only when the upstairs tenant isn't around, Matt. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they never notice that stuff. That's what I find. <laughs> it's got to be coming from the neighboring townhouse. It's not ours, right? There's that vent there. You know what? I am going to call the landlord again. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Hello. Uh huh. But I had one of my first um, down moments in my record area yesterday. I was maybe going to ask Matt and Aaron, you guys have record players. How do you handle this? I'm playing one of my new records, Huey Lewis and the News 4, and it keeps skipping. It can't, it won't stop skipping. So let me tell you what I did with it and see what you guys think of this. All right. I flipped it to Bluetooth, pulled up the album on Spotify, and just streamed it through the Bluetooth speaker in my record player. Wow. I think that's your only answer. Yeah. Skipping is, I mean, skipping is a problem that probably can't be solved. I mean, you should clean it first just to be sure. And I, I got a couple of cleaning solutions I can send to you. Like I, I use uh, a couple of different ones that I like. I got a brush that I like. But skipping, man, if it's mm. skipping, it's probably scratched. So you just have to only play one side of that thing. The other experience I had, I was going to bring this up for Rob. Rob's a big, uh, he loves going to comic shows, uh, stand-up. Matt, you've been to some stand-up shows. I know when you've oh, been yeah. out in New York. Mm-hmm. So I went to Acme Comedy Club the other night when I had way too many uh, 
big gingers, the carafts, you know, when oh, I thought they were just no. glasses. And whoa, this was this was prior to big ginger. Yes, this is oh. prior to the voicemails. That's what led to the voicemail. But we never got to talk about my experience at the comedy show. Part of the problem that night was I ordered uh, two big gingers because I'm like, you're in a comedy show, oh. you don't know how long they're going to take. Like that, they might make one trip to your table. And not yep. come back for two hours, right? Yep. Like, you don't know. Yeah, it's true. Yep, blow it up. And, Man, and why would I think that they're going to drink, make them in carafts? They're, they bring out, like, two big things of them. So, I mean, then I maybe ordered some more, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one probably goes down really easy, right? Yeah, you order two, they come on a craft, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't know they're going to bring this much. This is crazy. I Okay, two more. Another another round well, of Well, I tried crafts. to order one more, and then I think they just said, hey, another round meant two more, like, double it down. So, wow. That was wow. the reason I called you guys really late. But the thing I was going to ask you is one of the, the, the headliner was Frank Caliendo. He's the guy who does all the, oh, the really? voices, wow. and he was really yeah. good. He was really funny. He did a great job. But I wanted to ask you, Rob, you, you probably know about this. So, the first comic who went was kind of the guy who he's down on himself. Like his bit is, I don't think my jokes are funny. I'm going to acknowledge mm-hmm. that I suck. And I got to say, I don't like the comic who is down on himself, like breathing heavily into the mic, even when they, when they bomb and it's kind of funny, it's like, you've got to believe in yourself as a comic, right? Like you can't go up there and yeah. think you suck and then expect people to enjoy your show. What do you think of those comics, Rob? I got to say, Russell, first of all, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you because I remember when we started this podcast, every time you had to list, you're just like, well, I don't know if this is very good. I, or you'd say something like, I don't know. And I was like, Reckless or Hustle, you have to believe in yourself. You have yes. to think that you're the best. How else are we yeah. going to get through life? And now we're spreading that gospel to everyone saying, no, hey, putting yourself down, even if it's for comedic effect as part of a bit, I don't like it. It's not I hate good, it. is it? Don't do okay? it. I was going to say, I, I think the first half of this episode has sucked, but I don't think it sucked. I think it's been awesome. Wow. I think this is a music podcast. We should talk about some music. Russell, that sounds good. And I'm excited to talk about this album because I think it's going to be really fun. <laughs> I do enjoy this album. Let's talk about I got to say, I'm just going to preface this by saying I tried to put this on when my wife and I were together in the living room. And she said, what is this disco shit? And I almost was I almost left. I was like, how can you say that about it's disco? I love this. Right. It's this so great fun. It's so upbeat. I love disco. Russ, what's your opinion? Yes. Uh, regardless of this album, what's your opinion of just disco music in general? I don't think that I've got a, a huge affinity for disco music, but I, I did it a little differently than you did the other night, Rob. I did the, the double take or the double feature. I did the movie and the album in one night. I'd never seen the, the movie before. And I've got the album on vinyl. I got it from my mom's house years ago. So I did the double yes. feature last night. Can I just tell you, I, um, I, a long time ago, I remember watching this movie. I remember getting it, renting it and watching it. And I don't, I didn't remember anything about the movie. All I remembered about Saturday Night Fever was this insane dip between the beginning of the movie and like the last half. And I couldn't even have told you what yes. happened. So I was like, I don't get what's going on. So then I look up on Wikipedia, a plot summary for today. Oh. And I was like, whoa. It I was is, like, whoa, this is a, is a God awful, terrible movie. It is. I'd literally never it's seen it before. I turned it on and the first half is just kind of really corny. Yeah. There's some, there's some misogynistic racist stuff that's bad, but the second half of this movie turns really dark. There's like, Sexual yeah. assault. There's it's terrible death. But this is a oh, dark really? fucking movie. I didn't get that far. Yes, it's it's, it's, it's a really horrible bad. movie. It's really bad. There's Oof. and 
but there are some stuff that isn't as dark that I thought was bad. And there was a handful of things I wanted to run by you guys first. Yes. The idea that he's going to have a spaghetti dinner before going out to the disco club sounds like the dumbest idea wild. I've ever heard of. That was always wild. And he's drinking yeah. like milk with it. Ugh. Like I was like, I was like a milk and a spaghetti dinner. Right. And got the bib That's, on around his shirt because he can't get his shirt dirty. Yeah. Don't touch my hair. I mean, it's a whole yeah. thing. But eating a bunch of spaghetti. Guys, you're not running a marathon tomorrow. You cannot be eating spaghetti <laughs> than going out to the nah. club. No way. Going Too fatty. Ugh, it was also also it. a scene where he's like in his underwear and they've got like a crotch up shot from the right. camera. Like it's yeah, at his crotch right. up. And then in the same scene, they do like he's got like a, a poster on his wall of a model and they do like a super zoom in of the woman's nipple. Like it's really weird. I'm like, what yeah, is this really movie? weird? I have very strange. And like no editor was like, you know what? Maybe we should cut that scene. Yeah, it's very weird. Do you, do, now, let me ask you guys this. Yeah. What would you think if I sent you a crotch up photo of me like later tonight? Would that be a funny joke? There's a or disco ball in the background. That... I would think of your dad and it would creep me out. It wouldn't be surprising in the least. <laughs> no. Now, the question is, how do you take that picture? Because I'd have to like lean down to get the camera below my nutsack. And then I'm oh, like all folded over those selfie sticks. Oh, it would look like when you're like making taffy. I don't know. That would look terrible. What? I don't... Why are you it would look like? It would look like no, well, no, it just my like stomach and chest. It would all like mush together, and it would look. You know, it looked like a Bob a Bob Ross painting. You know what I mean? Like where in the back it's just like bright white, and then in the front it's like darkish brown. And you're like, what is this? What's going on? There are a few other things about the movie that I'd la I couldn't help but laugh at. One, What's going on? the third date, <laughs> this guy John Travolta takes this lady on a third date with four of his buddies to a White Castle. That's date three is White Castle with oh, me and four I didn't buddies. Get that far. Wow, Russell. man! I, well, that, if still, she's going to stick with him through that, then she's a there, keeper, probably. Is there still a White Castle on Lake Street? Mm, I think that one's gone. Oh, might man, be, that was, uh, uh, might be there. I haven't, been, I haven't been like right by. So right, just west of thirty-five, right, and then yeah. like before you get to Nicollet, so right probably like first or second. Well, Kmart's going away. I don't know if you know that. I've heard up that again. So Did that White Castle, because yeah. that White Castle was open late. And so it was either that or Popeye's. 24 sometimes. hours. Yeah. 24 yeah. Hours. I used to get off work at 11 and be like, well, maybe I might need there a little bit of white one, castle on the way there, there is one that's still open on about 97th in Lindale. Okay. It's, uh, you know, east of 35, west you know, of Lindale. Is that Bloomington then or is it Rich? That's I got to say, yeah. I've never eaten at a White Castle and been disappointed. <laughs> Not well, once. Right, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah you know I what it is. what it is. And you know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like... You're getting into some yeah. steamed steamed burgers. It's kind of like if you it's like it's like if you jacked off, you know, and then like three days later, be like, hey, did you jack off three days ago? And you're like, I don't remember. Like it was just a plain normal like everyday jack, like just right in the same place, you know, same normal stuff, like nothing. And we're later, you're like, oh, that's standing up. Rob, do you think? Do you think you could normally like? Could you calendar that if you had to? Like, could you say today promptly? Like, when would the last time you had to take care of that was or not? Go to today. I got to sleep, Russell. I will say this movie, whether you like disco or not, the movie is so bad. It yeah. almost is tweaking the way I'm listening. I, I like a lot of the songs on this. After watching the movie, it's kind of hard to separate the two. I got to be Agree. honest. I like I liked the music more before watching the movie. Yes. Let me tell you, all the Bee Gees got for this. These, all the Bee Gees are post-production. They had originally selected Stevie Wonder and Boz Gags as the music that they were going to have during the movie 
And after the movie, they were like, well, they sent something to the Bee Gees saying, hey, can you come up with a couple songs? Here's a brief outline of what it is. You know, it's a guy in the city and he's a Saturday night. Can you come up with something? They literally wrote almost every song on this album in a weekend. Now, there's a couple that were off earlier singles, but this is like a weekend album for the Bee Gees. That's well, how wait, crazy not, it is. Not the non-Bee Gees songs, though, right? No. Not the, like, the Cool and the Gang song or the Tavares no, song. No, Aaron, they weren't all writing. Cool and the Gang was not writing Open Sesame <laughs> At the same weekend. That would be crazy. That well, would but I'm saying the Bee Gees did not write those songs too, did they? Because I know they no. wrote songs for other people as we, we did. did right, write right, some right. of them on here. But okay. the, but all the but the main songs you think about the Bee Gees with the Staying Alive, More Than a Woman, those are right. all written on one weekend. And they're like, and the and the guys from the movie come and they go, Holy shit, this music is so good. The Bee Gees are like, yeah, they were really excited. I was like, yeah, I bet they would. None of us would know about this movie if it wasn't for these songs. We would, right. You would never see this movie. You would never hear about this movie. Nobody you would shouldn't. talk about this movie this ever. awful. If it wasn't for these songs. And because when you see, when you think about disco, this is the movie you think of. This is the album you think of. This is the best-selling album until Thriller is released. I got it wow. right here in vinyl. Right yeah. here. Look at that. Russell is part of, I mean, it still is. It, it was the, it was the second the best. Movement. It's the second best-selling soundtrack album ever. Wow. Except for The Bodyguard, which, of course, came out way later. This was top of the charts for 24 weeks, almost Ooh. half a year. It's number That's one on the Billboard chart. It was in the Billboard Top 100 for 120 weeks. Okay, that's at least five years by my calculations. All right, it's got four number one singles <laughs> right. on it. Mm, it's okay. crazy. <laughs> this also won Grammy for Album of the Year, the only disco album to ever do so, right? And it's only one of the four soundtrack albums that have ever won Grammy for Album of the Year. One of four, that's like 10% according to my math. <laughs> what? Listen. Okay, math jokes? This is sick. Okay, this is not a math jokes podcast. I refuse. Can you guys name another album to get a best album of the year that was a soundtrack? Beauty and the Beast? No. Purple Rain? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good guess. I don't think oh, so. Nice. I don't know. The, it, the number one, of course, who can forget... The Peter Gunn soundtrack. One album of the year. West Side Story is probably up there then too. 1959. Guys, in 1959, this song. Okay, I just want you to hear this. This was the album, the song that won best album of the year. Okay, I want you to think about this. Okay. Wait, this is the Blues Brothers recording. I know, I can't find the other guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> the Henry Mancini okay. one was right there. Just blow it. Like, how hard are you looking? What? I'm not playing the other version. This is the version I'm playing. Now. Be quiet. I mean, Guys, this is why old people are so boring. They, This is the music that they put on. And they're like, holy shit, this song is awesome. Good song of the year. This is album of the year. Get over here and listen to this Peter Gunn theme. And you're just like, oh, God. Wasn't it like two years later, Bob Newhart was the... Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Album, album of the year. Of the year or something. Let me tell you about this game called Baseball. Yeah, so there's, hey. there's two balls. Oh, there's three balls. There's dirt, and they wet it down. Oh. Let me tell you a little something called the rubber biscuit. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good, good Blues Brothers bit. Uh, the other albums, of course, uh, The Bodyguard. Shame you guys didn't pick that. You're morons. Well, you already said it. I wasn't going to say it again. Oh, Brother, Where it. Art Thou, 2002. One that, is fantastic, that is Grammy. a fantastic album. Yeah, it's a great one. Then, uh, so let's get it's into bonafide. the 
album, Saturday Night Soundtrack, starting, of course, with probably one of the greatest opening songs ever, Staying Alive. It's a, it's a I was going to ask Matt right off the bat. Matt's got his like, perfect songs. I don't know if Matt's a disco guy, but I can see how this would be on Matt's list of 100 perfect songs. I mean, like, I could see how it'd be on a list, right? Like, this is a great starter, all that. It would not be on my mm, top and, 100. And it's just like, when you watch the movie and this is in the opening credits, you're like, okay, this is going to be fun. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. This is kind of great time. And then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. And then a man is wearing a napkin as a bib. Disgusting. Okay. Shouldn't be doing that. Uh, they named, so they took, they couldn't find a drum. They, the, their drummer called out sick this day. So they took a two-beat uh, loop from Night Fever. And then the album, they said that the drummer was Bernard Lupe. Instead of Bernard Purdy, they put Bernard Lupe, L-U-P-E. Oh, so then after the song, all these people were looking for, who's this Bernard Loop? Who's this Bernard Loop? We want to figure out who it is. And they were like, no, we looped the drum track. That's why we put Bernard Love Loop, it. you dummies. I will say Wyclef ruined that song for me because now all I can hear is, well, look, 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 here. Yep. Like, sure, he got that. Should I ask for a dance? Hold on. There's too many in the wolf pack. In the wolf pack. <laughs> Always. I, and I, what I don't get is I donated all of our shirt profits to Wyclef. Okay, and so I know that it's going to be fine. Okay, he's definitely not going to run a scam and take all that money. There's no way he would do it twice. I, I, I actually, I actually donated all the profits to Lauren Hill, and she never paid taxes on it. So we might have. Oh a no! Oh, that's like my Wesley Snipes charity I had. <laughs> um, the, the only problem is, so this was number one for four weeks. They had six consecutive number one hits during this time. I want you to think about that. Number one, Bee Gees. Number one, the 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 Bee Gees. Tying the Beatles record and beaten only later by one person who had seven consecutive number one singles in the U.S., Whitney Houston. Yes. I, I mean, I love it. I love when Whitney comes up on the podcast. Part of the problem with this whole album is that the Bee Gees after this, of course, were labeled disco, which they did not care for. They're like, we've actually done a lot more that's not disco. We did this as kind of a one-off thing. And it's, uh, I don't know, you know changed what, everything. I, I got to say this. I was trying to do a list of best songs written by the Bee Gees. You know, and all these, you know, non-disco ones. And I started listening to them. I know they've given a lot of credit for it. I didn't really like a lot of those songs that they wrote for other people. I'm just going to yeah, say like, it. I'm putting it out ones. there. What about that one that was about the mining disaster? What? Oh, you guys don't know about that song? Where they hold a whole song about a mining disaster? Let's see. BG's mining disaster. Okay, now, for those new listeners that were just meeting Matt the other day, listen, stick with me. Is this bit. another one of those right cherries? President right died from drinking cherries or eating cherries and milk. No. Look at it. Song is called New York Mining Disaster. 1941. You don't like this, Russell? There Sounds like they might be giants. Like <laughs> That's fucked because you're right. <laughs> what's what's the what's the really long song about the, the boat that went down? Oh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, this this feels like they're rid of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> no. Okay, so it's upbeat. Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know what it's like on the outside? This is literally a miner talking to people when he's dying on the inside of a mine. Oh, what a bummer! Can't believe I brought this up on a pod comedy podcast. Who would do that? How I deep this is this? Is a music podcast? How deep is your love? 
It is a music podcast. I guess I put the album in here. I know what you guys are talking about. This song rules. And as I've discussed, I really like PJ Morton's cover. Is this considered disco or is this like yacht rock? I, this sounds like yacht rock. Uh, okay. yeah. You say close to the yacht rock, yeah. I mean, I think of disco song. with that that hi hat in the back, right? Or like the guitar doing rhythm. That's what I think of disco is a lot of that. I know it's tough to classify music, but I don't hear that. The hi hat. I don't think it's disco. Somebody once said this is the most beautiful love song of all time, and it's all I can hear now. It really is. It's got me up there, man. This is a great song. This won the best Grammy for best pop performance, number one hit in the top ten for seventeen weeks. It is how oh, they can sing. Uh, eight weeks at number one is what they said about Night Fever in the notes before they played it. Oh, this, this is a jam. I mean, this is where I wish I would have never watched the movie. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. This sometimes I feel like this could be a song that came out in 1996. I don't know. It doesn't seem that old to me. There's part of it. Do you guys remember, like, being when you're a kid, it was hard to like this because of the falsetto, right? Like, when you're, like, a 13-year-old boy, you can't run around and be like, yeah. hey, did you guys, are you into the Bee Gees, right? There's something that's, we're, we're coded well, as, as young men to not like this type of thing, or we were, I would say, right? And plus, wasn't wasn't disco always the punchline? Like, when you're growing up, wasn't disco always just a huge punchline of, like, yeah, because this, racism. this is bad music? I mean, it's like, this isn't even, like, we don't have to do this. Like, yes, it's... Like, Disco Demolition Night, all that stuff. It was all like, oh, disco sucks, and you shouldn't like it, and whatever. And th- yes, it was commercial, but yeah. It happens to oh. be, be black queer music. That's so weird that that's what right. everybody was rebelling against. That's <laughs> yeah, so, of wow. Course, wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, more Than a Woman. So this is the first time we're going to hear this song on the album. A Brave Choice by the guys putting together the album, I have to say. Good song though. And you know what? What if this song instead was about Kobe? Huh? Some people would think that's actually pretty funny yeah, to put a lot moment. of time into. Uh, Yvonne Illiman, if I can't have you, she's another one who she recorded a disco hit and then said, "Yeah, I'm not really into disco." This is got all the way up to the got all the way up to number one. Did the Bee Gees write this one? Yes, Bee Gees did write this one. They also I mean. Bee Gees wrote it. was also the guitar like from this guy named Bob Boogie Bowles. Have you guys ever heard of him? Bob Boogie Bowles? I don't think so. Oh, that sounds like something would happen if you drank a, ate spaghetti and drank some milk before going to the club. Oh, I've oh. got a bad case of Boogie Bowls. <laughs> he, I gotta he go. played on a, a ton of like huge disco hits. Uh, and one of them he played with was one of our favorites from Peaches and Herbs, Shake Your Groove Thing from a few weeks ago. Shake your groove it's so thing. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen to that. God, mm, that's fat. Aaron, so you, were, you were saying like you know we people ripped on disco there's reasons why or whatever but i wanted to celebrate disco like i don't know how many disco albums are on the list matt is there any that jump out to you after this or not i, I don't not think there are that many there's got to be a few more so i thought we could do a quick list of best disco songs ever that are not on this soundtrack oh i love it the yeah, I don't actually disco, know. I mean, disco wasn't really an album art form, right? Because it was meant for dance clubs. It's kind of like a, a modern-day electronic dance music a little bit. Right. But at the time, all they had was vinyl, so they'd make a whole side that was one song if they could, right? Oh, no, I was just going to say when we were talking about like when I don't know when disco started, but one of the songs that gets a lot of credit for it is 1972. It's the OJ's Love Train. 
this song. Great song. Now, Russell. Yeah. If I asked you to start a love train, what do you think about that? Would, you, would we join hands? There's Russell, you know what Russell would say if he and I were doing a love train together? This looks like a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> what the heck? Only if you're photographing it from the floor up. Yeah. <laughs> Next song on the list of best disco songs ever, 1979. This is Chic Good Times. This is a rapper's delight bass line. It is, Aaron. I was actually reading that the rapper... Uh, Bernard Edwards and Nile Rodgers never knew that that they got covered or sampled here, and they heard yeah. it in a club, and they were yes. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And so they ended up settling the lawsuit, and so then that didn't go to court. It, it didn't start like shutting down all the samples at that point. And then it was years later there was the lawsuit against Biz Markie, which was kind of like the milestone lawsuit where you start right. having, having to pay for samples, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard an interview with. Actually, I heard him on Fresh Air. Uh, Niles Rodgers on Fresh Air talk about it. Yeah. It's a good thing they're not suing for that stuff anymore. I'll just push fade out, just in case. Next song on the list from 1979. This was written by the same guys, Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards. This song is "We Are Family" by Sister Sledge. Another good groove, right? Yeah, this is so good. Yeah. Now, is, is Sister Sledge, are they related to Percy Sledge? I've never heard. I don't know. They should be, right? I was reading, though, that, that if you guys remember, that was the song. This is before our time, but it was the 1979 Pirates that won the World Series, right? And they were called the We Are Family team because they listed this was like the theme song for their team. And I was going to say, like, that's a pretty good song for like the end of a baseball game. Your team wins and the fans are getting into it, right? Like, that's way better than that Oasis song that the, the Loons oh. made, right? <laughs> oh, Russell. The Loons coach got fired, I think, today or the yesterday. Oh. And I did. And I, you know what? I I'm asked so a couple fans, that. and apparently they are going to keep the song. The song oh. does not also go Thank with goodness. Them, so they will, con- they will continue to sing uh, Champagne Supernova. Next up is from 1978. This is, according to Rolling Stone, the 65th greatest song of all time. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. 65th. What do you think? Too high on the list or not? I'm going to go higher or lower number. It's It's confusing, isn't it, Aaron? It's confusing. Now, Russell, I need to interrupt you real quick, and we can talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire later, but Aaron is doing something exactly, and I know exactly what he's doing right now. I can see him in his little video screen. He is letting a cat both in and I out, and the cat is not deciding where it wants to go. cat problems right now. It's, oh, I can't, my God. I'm trying not to distract. I'm so sorry. I had to leave the door open because it's so damn hot, and now Alice is in here, and she's all restless. Oh, no. Litter See? in the house. I can't. We can't. I'm sorry, guys. Don't, no. don't let me interrupt Russell's Listen, list. this is oh, like my dog thing. If, if, if the, 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 <sighs> Put a leash on, Alice. Keep her there against her will. I'm trying to sell my house, and I was I went back to clean some stuff out from the from the garage today and do some other stuff, and the neighbor, the older guy, started talking with me, and he's one of those guys. I like him, great guy, but he will he, he can go for a while. He can talk for a while, right? Let you go, You guys yeah. ever get, like, trapped in a conversation and... And I mean, it's, this happens, I think it'll happen to me one day, I'm sure, like where older people generally, all they talk about is health issues, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I listened to him and his wife's health issues for like 35 minutes. How do you get oh. out of a conversation like that? Tell me, go, go let your cat out. You have to, you have to act like you're getting a phone call. 
that's the only way to get out of it. You have to say, oh, you know what? Good to see you. So and, sorry. And, the, and it has to be your mom too. Yeah, it, it has be like, to be. Oh, just a phone call. A hundred percent. I had a guy, I had a guy on my team who used to keep me for a long time. And a friend of mine told me uh, that this was a, a management trick, which is that if you start walking toward a person, if you just start walking toward them, they oh. will want to go away. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Sick. Yeah. That's a management trick until you get too close. Then it's an unemployed <laughs> trick. That's a meeting with HR trick. I did tell you guys why I brought this up, but one of the reason I brought it up was he was telling me that his wife has been going through some health issues and that's, I feel bad about that and everything, but one of the health health issues, she got bit by a cat oh, and has oh. had this huge infection in her arm where they've had to do like surgery and all this stuff and all oh. these treatments for a fucking cat bite, Aaron. They're not. If Russell got into his car and he was like, hey, listen, good to talk to you, but I got to go. And he turns on his car and this is on the stereo. He'd be like, huh? Oh, yikes. You know what I mean? It'd be like if you're talking to your neighbor and she had a huge ass. And you got it and you're playing Sir Mix a lot. Oh, uh, coincidence. All right, last song on the list was from 1978. This is Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. This has got to be number one, right? I think, I think it's so it's good. Kind of the greatest disco song ever, right? This would be the one that, like, if you were going to play disco for aliens, this would be the one. This you know, is who it. else loved it, Matt? The 1998 French soccer team in the World Cup. This was their song. Another oh, really? better song than Oasis for a soccer team, right? Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. Zinedine Zidane scored two goals in the final in that one, right? They beat Brazil. One of the reasons I think this song rocks is because the guy playing guitar on this one is Bob Boogie Bowles, the same guy oh. who played guitar on... Oh. I can't have you by Yvonne Elman. I had a I had a uh, uh, alcoholic milkshake today for dinner. That's all I had for dinner was an alcoholic milkshake. <laughs> I think I really do have boogie bowls. So if you guys see me get up, I am not letting a cat out. Kind of a little wiggle on there. And- yeah, I am not letting a cat out to give me to bite me here. Um, yeah, that's obviously the. I, it's so good, Russell. Russell. That was great a great list. list. Uh, I, I, went, I did do a quick little search on the list. And ABBA, most people consider ABBA to be disco. I, I, I was reading about that too, Matt. Some people call that a pop song, though. I, I, I thought it was too on the border of being a, called a pop song, so I kept it out. Yep. And then uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire is definitely on the list. Nice. I forget what number they're on. But then I haven't checked Gloria Gaynor or any of, the, any of the other ones. But a couple of them will come up later in the list. Cool. All right. Next up, okay, we know Aaron's a big Walter Murphy fan. Here it is, a fifth of Beethoven. Rob, it's your moment. This is it. But the last show, I said, this song fucking rocks, and I stand by it. This is badass. It's very clever. It's a very clever song. This, this song is yeah, based on fun. the idea. This got up to number one on the charts, by the way. So I just want to point that out. That At some point, some radio one. station was like, hey, just to let you know, this is K-Rob, K-R-O-B, we're going to play fifth of Beethoven for you. Like, people are calling and requesting it. But it's a great bit to take an already good song that you know you can get free and just add some disco to it. It's great. Maybe we could have a, a Beethoven version of the Beck Did It Better song next week, Rob. I oh there must be other, other knockoffs of this genre, right? Like, once this hit, people must have done other similar tracks that didn't... Yeah. The William Tell Overture, but it's like disco. Right. So good. Sure Listen to this clavinet. Well, I think later on we have Night at, Night on the Disco, and I think that's a... Wasn't that a pull from like a, a Russian composer back it, in the it, day? 
It was absolutely. Oh right. Yeah. It was from it was from an, a song that I know Aaron knows because he's a music major. Is a night on Bald Mountain. That was what that song is from. So, you're a music major, Aaron. You'd know that song. I don't know that one. David Shire, Manhattan Skyline. So this is the B side of the first record, and it's all instrumentals. So that's enough of that one. I'd actually, I went to my book this week. Booze and vinyl, and they actually recommended a couple drinks on this this album. Wow. When do you guys think you want to listen to this? When do you drop the needle on this album? Any, I mean, if you're having a party or doing some coke. Yeah. When you're, you and your wife are in the uh, living room, and then she tells you to turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you got some people over, you don't want them over anymore, just turn this on. Maybe oh, start start walking out. Of what? Just turn it on yeah. and walk right toward them. <laughs> Hey, we're big Walter Murphy fans. Yeah, oh, start fuck. walking towards them. <laughs> so, Rob, you're saying it is okay to say turn that shit off, right? That's oh okay. Oh, my God. You just, you just, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking about walking toward people in my house that I want to leave. <laughs> so, it was a Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that's what that would look like. Well, they say before you drop the needle here, you should hit your closest thrift store and invest in some polyester. Do you guys own any polyester clothes? No. I nah, I've, been, I've been phasing it out, man. I'm too sweaty. I, I can't imagine I do. I, I think I had polyester socks, and those are the ones that just smell like death. Like the first time wearing them, I was like, I have to throw this whole bag away. Yeah, man. The older I get, it's just cotton. Like I can't deal with anything else. So yeah. on side B of the album, they recommend a Tom Collins nearer to our area. It popped up in the 70s as a disco favorite. Light and refreshing. It's the ideal dance drink for those sweating it out in leisure suits and in, in synthetic fabrics. Tom wow. Collins. Okay. What are we putting in there, Russell? We got gin. Fresh lemon juice. Simple syrup. No. Three ounces of club soda. Yeah, he's got that. And three cherry ounces. and an orange slice. Okay, so it's just a, a soda with a splash of gin. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Now, Russell, great. what did you have of those ingredients? I had to walk down to the liquor store to get simple syrup at the end of a, our uh, trip to the, the bars and all the other stuff today. So that was kind of walking wow. it off, if you will. So let me ah. get this straight. You went to the liquor store. <laughs> oh. You went into the liquor store, and all you bought was simple syrup? No, I got simple syrup, <laughs> bitters. Uh, or- wait, orange. Wait, 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 wait. Simple syrup, bitters, an orange, and one other non-alcoholic thing. I forgot what it was. Four non-alcoholic things. A Snickers bar, probably. <laughs> That's what I would have gotten. Snickerdoodle. Pample Moodle, whatever the song he likes is. Russell, that sounds good. A Tom, you know what, Tom Collins, I could see that with this album, I think. You know what I didn't know how to do, though, Rob? So you shake everything up. But then you've got this club soda. Do you just pour the club soda on top of my my fancy glass here? Or how do I get that all mixed in there? You need one of those frother things to get the froth. Get the. I think the point is you do put it on top. And then when you drink it, it starts very club soda-y. Oh. And by the end, you get to the alcohol when you're ready for that alcoholic taste. I think that's the way it goes. It weans you into it a little bit, right? I, I, Slow burn. I think. Well, I did graduate from the Minnesota School of Bartending. I like to remind everybody of that every once in a while. Uh, next up, this was an album, and I was surprised this guy wrote this. I only know him from playing quarterback for the Vikings, but this is Tavares with More Than a Woman. <laughs> now, guys, guess who wrote More Than a Woman? The Bee Gees? Yeah, because we heard it earlier on this yeah. album. Yeah. This is the one where 
it's meta though. In the movie, he actually takes the record out and puts it on. Oh my god! More what if you put it on and it was an episode of Beck Did It Better about oh, the record in the movie? It'd be so good. It's like I got to spin this record for you. It's Beck Did It Better. Let's do it now. Here's a here's a crazy thing with clips of breakdown. Listen to this drum beat. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm gonna go into the random part of the song. Listen to the drums. All right. I'll go a little bit forward. Listen to the drums. Literally, right. you know who's playing them? It's crazy. If it's Boogie Bowls, I swear no, to God, Russell. This is even no, better. This, this is a guy named Ralph McDonald. You guys know him? No. Old, no. Old McDonald. Ralph oh, McDonald. And he actually played the drums on Push Push by Herbie Band. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Russell, awesome. what a pull. That hey, Matt, awesome. old, Matt, Old McDonald was my dad. You can call me Ralph. Uh, David Shire, Night on Disco Mountain. This is a disco song based on a classical music piece. Oh, this is so good. Called Night on Bald, Bald Mountain. I think this has to be added to my, my liked Spotify list. If I could add it. Wow. Yeah, this one's fun. Russell, you, by you adding it, you're automatically a 1% listener of this song. I can guarantee yeah. it. I think we all are, actually, though. Cool in the Gang, Open Sesame. Now, I did text you guys. I do love this song. Yeah. But I love... I love Cool in the Gang songs where they have a character talking to you. Jungle Boogie, right. Open Sesame, I love it. I like this one because it, it it gives you the line between funk and disco because they're straddling it and it's, it's, it shows you where disco kind of came from. I like that. Imagine if this song played every time instead of Celebrate Good Times. You know what I mean? If they kept... I don't know, in my head that sounded really funny. Now we go back to the BGs. Okay, they're doing so well. I'd say they're the B plus Gs. Uh, this is Jive talking. <laughs> it got up to number one on the charts. Originally, they, they the song's rhythm section is a car driving over a bridge in Florida. So they originally the song was called Drive Talking, and I'm not making that. It sounds like a parody song. I have to do. It's Drive Talking, and they literally it was a song about driving. If you're ever wondering why the Bee Gees are singing about Jive Talk. And there was a certain band that heard this, and the same year, 77, they released a song that sounded a lot like it. Listen to this. And they've said that the rhythm for this, secondhand news, is taken directly from Jive Talk and was totally inspired by that. That was kind of awful. And then after recording this, they were fucking and sucking each other. Or during the Bee Gees, uh, you should be dancing. Number one hit. A little more tempo. How can the Bee Gees have six consecutive number one hits? And then you're like, oh, I forgot about this song. It's right. so good. Also, funny that they would say they didn't want to do disco. Like, they wrote perfect disco songs. They were like, that? yeah, perfect. There's a, there's a pretty good documentary. I think it's on Apple TV. I don't know if any of you saw it, but you know, talking about their career, about how good they were before all this stuff came out, and then all of a sudden just Barry decided to go falsetto and found this groove, and everybody kind of got, he got kind of pigeonholed and mm-hmm. the band got kind of pigeonholed into this whole disco thing. And I, if you watch it, you understand they really didn't want to do this album, but it's just, it was so popular that that's what they're known for. Um, you know, and it kind of overshadows all of their 
other songs that they've written, you know, and yeah. all the stuff that they did for like the 10 years leading up to this that's not really well known at all anymore. I'm at the concert with a sign. I want the number 1941 New York Miners Tragedy. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> play they're the like, Miners Tragedy. I'm like, no, play the one about the. Let's repeat the joke. Hey, can I tell you something? Okay. Nope. I'm going to play a song by the KC nope. and the Sunshine Band. I'm going to tell you, do you know why it's called KC and the Sunshine Band? The guy, the lead singer was named Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, like the pizza chain slash gas station, not KC. Isn't that, doesn't that make you furious? They call it Casey and the Sunshine Band? Yeah, it's KC, like KC, but his name is Casey. Like Kansas spelled, City, but not. You get to pick one. You don't get to do both. You're not both Casey's. I don't know, man. When you when you write a groove like this, you can be called whatever you want. I can't This is so good. This might be the it's best so song in the album. That's crazy. That's an insane statement, but it's a great song. And especially so far toward the end of the album, to have these yeah, great songs. Like, now this song's on here too? I think this might album might have one of the best ending songs of any album we've done. And I'll get back to that. Because now we're doing Salsation. It's a salsa song. Aaron, we're going to the store. We're buying salsa. What are yeah. we looking for? What are we getting? Mm, I like the... Papalote, I think, is the name of the place here in San Francisco. I like their, but I like, I like the salsa to be more... Uh, I like it to have been through an immersion blender. I don't like the chunky stuff. I like it to have be a little oh. smoother and just like pour it out. It's easier to, wow. easier to eat. That's my preference, though. Other people, you know, but I like mine to have been through the blender a bit. That's crazy. I like, Tostitos, I like Tostitos mild. Fair. Big glass jar. Doesn't burn Just my tomatoes tongue. tomatoes with some, some onions in there and some yeah. salt. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what it is? Could be anything. I'm sure it's only the best, finest peppers and onions going into Tostitos mild. It's like the SpaghettiOs of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. pasta. <laughs> I got to say, though, guys, the other day I came back from work and I was at Dwayne Reed and I just saw the biggest can of Campbell's Chunky Clam Chowder. And I was like, there's my dinner, boys. <laughs> I just ate a bowl of Chunky's Clam Chowder soup. And I was like, well, oh, this is either a new low or the start of the rest of my life. I'm not sure what this is. It was a. It was just like you're eating it and like you take that bite and there's no clam in the bite, but it tastes like clams. And you're like, well, it's Chunky. Clam. I mean, oh, how long has these clams been in this jar, this thing? Who knows? Nobody knows. It, it could have been there eight, ten years. You don't know. That's like those clams, for. yeah, it should last. You know, yeah, those forever. clams existed during like the Reagan presidency, and I'm just eating them like <laughs> just a dumb shit in my house, eating them because I don't want to cook anything. Oh. And have you ever tried to sell kids chunky white clam chowder? They look at you like they're going to put you somewhere. They look at you like they're going to call somebody. K. Lee by MFSB. Boy, a lot of letters there. This feels like a TV theme song or something, right? Skipped a lot of the musical ones after a while. But I think if this album was made where it was one record was the songs with the words, I think it would be one of the greatest albums of all time. Really, I think that. And then if you put this album with just the, the uh, musical ones, it would be a fun album to listen to still. It'd be great. Uh, finally, to end it, we have The Tramps. Okay. The Tramps. The Tramps. Disco Inferno. Burn. Literally inspired by a scene in the movie Towering Inferno. 
which is wild to watch a disaster movie and then make a disco song about it. Also, the inspiration for WCW wrestling legend John from Medina. His name was Disco Inferno. Wow. <laughs> you think this was the inspiration? You might be right. It is impressive. I mean, Rob, you mentioned you, you talked during the Calypso song about how the, that drum beat was going for the whole song. We forget now all these songs were played by humans where someone had yeah. somebody had to play that bass line for five minutes or whatever. Somebody had to play those drums for five, ten minutes. I mean, this is this was hard work. Like, if I came out and I made a disco song about that submarine disaster, you know what I mean? I was like, getting in the submarine. I am going very deep. This All this pressure would be a bitch. But I won't get hurt because I am so rich. I mean, what, I get out on the dance floor. Now, Aaron, normally I would never put a song after the last song on the album because I know this crushes man's never. soul. But you know there's one person that if I see they covered a song, I have to play it. And of course that person? I can Tina Turner. Well, not I. Ooh. Love to hear that voice. I mean, she should just sing every song. Let's just cancel the rest of the list and just never sing all the rest of the songs. You know, posthumous from heaven or whatever. No, and don't make me call Sienna Turner talking about the submarine <laughs> incident, Aaron. I'm not going to do it. You tried to make me take that bait. I will not do it. Maybe next week. Maybe we should call next week. But if I did, I would put echo on it because I realize it's weight. It sounds mean when you don't put echo on somebody's voice where they're dead. Rating system. When they sound like they're still on the same plane as the rest of us. Now listen, okay? Well, listen, we've, we've talked about Greatest Hits albums. We hate them on the list. Okay? This is... Is this that much different? They got to pick the songs, right? It's like yeah. a... It's a compilation. It's not It's not an artist. Nobody even really... Nobody even yeah. really put this album together. This is literally just block. somebody who made a movie. And we... That movie sucks my balls. All right? So... What do we think? Does is this, this like the Jackoff car? Like if a like is this like if you're watching like right. a movie that, if you made a movie that could actually suck your balls? Oh, like Aaron, the would you? Okay, off? well let me just ask you because again this is my theory. Okay, that people would pay much more. There's a movie theater. Okay, I'll give you three choices. One has old seats, not even recliners. One you go in recliners. Okay, and then when you go in, there's a recliner. But when you sit down, okay. There's a little divot there, okay? And there's a button next to you that goes, you know, up, down, and one that just says, sucks your balls. Oh. Do they have to, I like, would be, clean those chairs out in between showings or no? Yeah, I'd be like, mine's full of junior mints. Let me put a bunch of junior mints in here as a joke. Rob, you if, know. It, if it was the car sucking your balls, where would you have to put them? Like, in the, in the nozzle where you put the gas, or where would they go? That, Russell. Those would be such small balls. The nozzle that does the gas is not that big, Russell. Where, where's it going to go? A cup holder. Probably two cup holders at this point. <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if my cup holder sucked my balls, I would be having a mirror and driving like this. Like I'd be reaching behind me for the wheel. I'd be over the cup holders. Like <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is worth it. This is great. Hey, how was the movie? I loved it, but I got my buttons confused. Oh. I moved the seat up when I was trying to get my balls sucked, you know. And that's on me. Think you can get down low enough to get them in the exhaust exhaust pipe or no? I was a sleepover going anyway. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Russell, could I get them low enough to get them in the exhaust pipe? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Actually, you know. But you know what, though? I can't get down to death on squats. If I did that and then just like put them I've against the glass to the back, I bet I could. Via YouTube that you got to get down where the crease is below your knee. Yes. The hip crease. Yeah. Below your knee. Yeah. No, you were looking at how to get my car to suck my balls, and that's what they said is to get the hips below your knees. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Uh, all right. Oh, good. It's one of these ones with a double exhaust. All right. So, uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? I didn't explain what it means, but basically it's nothing. Who cares? I think that I like, you know, when you hear one of these songs mixed in with a bunch of other stuff or like on the radio or at a dance or something like that. I think they're great. Putting them all together drives me bonkers, and I just I can't listen to it all together. It's just not for me. And so, um, while I think there's great songs on here, having this as an album, the top 500 albums list for me is uh, Rolling Grown. Should I don't even know? If, I don't even know if it should be on the list, kind of a thing. But it, mm-hmm. obviously, they got some great songs, some well-written songs that are timeless. So I'll just say it should be lower on the list. Matt, if you ever want to marry somebody who has your similar musical tastes, I know somebody. Okay. (laughs) Shut that shit off. And they would be happy to have you. Yeah. Or Russell, or you go to Russell's house. (laughs) Hey, I'm home from work. Turn that shit off. Turn the TV off. Oh, I'm reading my Hulk Hogan magazine. Oh, Oh, we got a dice clay sighting. I I have to say, I'm going to bring this up right now. Yesterday or this morning or this afternoon Uh-oh. at some point, I went <laughs> so into the living room. Russ is doing his jack off. And you guys know my Hulk Hogan magazine is is <laughs> is propped up on the bookshelf, so anyone who would walk in would see it, right? Right on the top uh, ropes, as it is. Oh, it's over by the record player area that I told you guys about. I look, magazine's not there. The magazine is sitting on the coffee table up by the TV. Turns out wow. the upstairs landlord mm-hmm. had grabbed the Hulk Hogan magazine and was reading part of it. What do you think of that? Sounds to me, sounds to me like somebody is trying to meet somebody else halfway yeah. and just see if they can understand their interests and maybe just a little bit, no, just a little bit more about them. Can I just tell you this? Reading your spouse's Hulk Hogan magazine is not meeting them halfway. <laughs> you get, you're going all the way. That's, that's too far. You shouldn't have to read the Hulk Hogan magazine. All the way is too far? Uh, all the way spouse? is too far. No. Guys, being in a long-term relationship living together is a constant battle and you can never show weakness ever. Must protect your ground. Aaron's giving me a big nod, so I'll go to him next. Yeah, super enjoy this album. I actually really, I think I love disco music. I love dance music. I don't approve of compilation albums on the list, so I don't really want to give this a rating, but um, I think it's important music So and some great songs. I'm going to give it a rolling mm-hmm. well-toned. Russell, rolling going, how's it going with you is what I said. Again, bad. What do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? <laughs> I like what you guys said earlier. I'll echo it. I'm going to put that, that iPhone 14X up in that crevice so there's an echo, so I'm going to echo right now. <laughs> I'm going to say this doesn't belong on the list because it's a compilation. I, I don't see why it should be considered um, apples to apples with the other things we're listening to. But I will say where it does belong is in my record stand. This is a great record. I'm glad I have it. I will yes. probably listen to it again. I think the music is fantastic. There's maybe one or two duds in here. But otherwise, this is like 16, 17 great songs. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown, but I really enjoy it. I'm glad I listened to it. I think the movie is a fucking atrocity. <laughs> Way to go! Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. No, okay? Jesus. Again? This gets a this gets a rolling tone. E Monero. 
All right. Hey, here's a fun movie, dance movie to watch with my parents, I said, when I was like 16. We all sat down. Uh-oh. Next up, an album that's always made me wonder who the hell would go to reception at the middle of a Johnny Cash concert. Sandoval, Sandoval. We've got Bell at Folsom Prison with Johnny Cash. When you want to yes. hear about the greatest albums of all you time. You think they forgot? We used to have Johnny Cash. Just too lazy to look it up online. Steve Jobs. If you want to hear from guys who chat. Tina Turner. Was the there somebody named Larry Pornhub? Is that a joke we made earlier? I can't remember. <laughs> Don't laugh at that, please. <laughs> Maybe something about oh. Fort Pierre. Fort Pierre's Fortuna, the Tuna <laughs> Land or whatever it was called. Oh, can you imagine? Now, Aaron, what made you go to a strip club it's in Fort Pierre? That doesn't seem like a thing Aaron would do. Uh, I was there for a wedding. And you the, spend your money on there. And oh. like, yeah, the guys who were also there for the wedding, like that's what they were doing the night before the wedding. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll go. Hmm. Did you uh, take, Aaron, did you, uh, did you uh, take a boxed lunch? <laughs> All right, well, that's it. <laughs> we're done. Like, no, we're done, done. We're forever done. <laughs> You'll never hear the song I wrote. <laughs> a couple's not song. still married. I don't know if it's uh, so an interesting <laughs> tidbit or not. All right.